0: What up, y'all? Welcome to episode six of Indie Analysis. I'm your co-host, Jonathan Birdline.
1: And I am Alan J. Panion. And today we are talking about the Los Angeles Clippers.
0: We're gonna take a little little trip to La La Land today. Everyone, please fasten your seatbelts. Please put your (laughs) trade tables up in a locked position. We're going to La La Land. The land of opportunity, the land where all good things happen. Except if you're a Clippers fan.
1: <laughs> yeah, Funny, I guess
0: so. Suck. Just kidding. They're not yes. terrible. Nah, forty two we'll, and forty. Like, like the definition of mid. Yeah. The definition of mid. <laughs> ninth in the west playing team. Hey, coach Tyron Liu. That's my guy. Hey, Delivered that. Cleveland Cavaliers a championship. Yes, Love sir. that man. We're, gonna, we're just gonna get into the rotation. Starting five. So real quick, if we recall to the Boston Celtics episode. Episode five. If you haven't watched it, click off this video, click on that video, and then come back to this video. Cool? You did that? Awesome. I mentioned that the Boston Celtics were top-heavy, quote-unquote. They were, had a solid starting five, and then the bench was, especially in terms of scoring, meh. Meh. For the Clippers, yeah. on the other hand, they have Reggie Jackson at the one, and then Norman Powell, Paul George, Marcus Morris and Ivanka Zubac starting. Norman Powell, I just want to say this. Norman Powell, he was a good, a good player for the Raptors, won a championship for the Raptors. People don't realize average 21 points this year. Like, dude can ball. And then you got Paul George averaging 25, whatever. And then off the bench, you got Terrence Mann coming off uh, for Reggie Jackson. Luke Kennard, Roko, Robert Covington, Nick Batum, and then Isaiah Hartenstein. And I know, I know, I know, pause. I know what you're saying. Where's Kawhi Leonard? He was injured, okay? He didn't play all year. Kawhi Leonard is out of the picture right now. One thing that Alan and I were saying off camera was this team had, I should say, it was last season, eight players. Eight players averaging above 10 points a game, which, if you're thinking, is a very good thing. You want <laughs> That's a good thing, okay? You want, you want that to happen. You got... Luke Kennard, Terrence Mann, and Robert Covington all coming off the bench and giving you ten to fifteen points a game. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's what you need. Yeah,
1: but sure. Alan, let's let's talk let's talk about this roster. What do you think? So yeah, as as we said, they had a, a mid season this year, and a lot of that can be to due to injuries. So they suffered key injuries from Kawhi Leonard this season. Kawhi. Kawhi, yes, Kawhi Leonard, the arguably one of the best top five player in the league. But top five, you
0: know, healthy top five for top, sure.
1: Yeah, top ten, top five, whatever. They miss Paul George, who missed fifty one games this year. With the he missed fifty one. He missed fifty one games. That's like he only played like thirty games or so. So and when he did play, he was an MVP candidate. Yes, per, exactly. So and they miss they traded for Norman Powell at the deadline. He was, at, the, at the time, he was averaging over 20 points a game, like Fred said, but he missed 20 out of 25 possible games with the Clippers, so he only played five games with the Clippers. And then they missed Nicholas Batum who only, who, for 22 games, so he played maybe like 60-ish games. But despite these major injuries, the Clippers finished ninth in the West, and I would just like to say that Tyron Lute is actually a good coach. We may not have thought that in, like, 2018, 2019 when he got fired from the Cavs. But we saw in last year's playoffs and this year that the Clippers they're somehow able to make it to the play-in game. And that's just a tribute to Tyron, this coach.
0: All adversity thrown their way, you know, literally. Yeah. All their sure. all-star, superstar players injured. Yeah, for and sure. When a team is stripped of their two best players,
1: it's mm-hmm. up to the coaching. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So uh, I want to talk more about their depth. As Fred said, they had 8 out of 10 players average double-digit points, and they ranked second in bench points per game. Even this is also without, like, Paul George and Nick Batum and Broko and Norman Powell for most of the season anyway. So they averaged 40 points a game from the bench. So that's that's, that's second second in the league, only behind That's Miami. tremendous. So that is really good for a team without their two best players for majority of the season. And I like to say that all these players are, except maybe Luke Kennard or if it's a Zubac, all of them are plus, plus meaning that they're above average, plus two elite defensive players who can guard multiple mm-hmm. positions. Uh, this is obviously, we're, we're not kind of Kawhi Leonard, but players like Robert Covington, Marcus Morris, Paul George, Nick Batum, they are super versatile defenders who can guard one through five pretty much, and they can do it at a high level. And the Clippers often run a five-out lineup where they slide Nick Batum or Robert Covington to the five. And they can do this efficiently, whereas they, Nick Batum or Robert Covington can guard bigs and rebound at a high level. And in addition to that, uh, every player apart from his, if it's a Zubach can pretty much hit the three ball at a plus, again, plus meaning above average, to an elite level from three. Luke Kennard was a best shooter, led the league in three-point percentage with around 45% for the three-point line. He
0: is crazy. Yeah. So crazy. He
1: is, yeah. He is insane. I went,
0: to, uh, I went to one Cavs game this year. It was the Cavs versus the Clippers. Mm-hmm. And it was when, you know, it was the end of the season. So, like, even there, if they had someone healthy, they were sitting. Yeah. My do. Luke Kennard, like, single-handedly. <laughs> I think the, the Cavs literally won by two points. And the Cavs were playing everyone, like Mobley, <laughs> Allen, Garland. Yeah. We had everyone, and they had Ivanka Zubach and Luke Kennard, and that was it. And Luke Kennard, I think, dropped like 29 on us with like yeah. eight threes. Yeah, Luke crazy. Kinnard.
1: Luke Kennard is a certified bucket. Doesn't he have the Ohio record for us? Uh, no, I was,
0: I was just going to say that he passed LeBron James, yeah. you know, LeBron James. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. That, that, you know, LeBron, that guy. Yeah. That guy, that kid from Akron. <laughs> Luke Kennard passed LeBron in all-time high school. That's, that's crazy. Yep. Yeah. Certified he played bucket, for. Uh, I forget what team he played for, but yeah, like yeah. Passed, if you pass LeBron
1: in anything, that means they're good at basketball. So pretty much, yeah, yeah. So, yep, uh, he's a certified bucket, and they, in addition to their elite shooting, they have players like Lucanard and Paul George, Norman Powell, Reggie Jackson, Terrence Mann. All these players are shot creators. So they don't need to just be spot up shooters, or they're not just a bunch of role players. All these players can go create uh, their own shot. They can score from three. They can hit tough ISO buckets, and they can slash the basket and get and get uh, layups and dunks too. So, and um, Norman Powell, like we said, he was experiencing a, he was experiencing a career year before suffering injuries. Mm-hmm. And and Matt, just imagine the Clippers next year with Kawhi Leonard back, Norman Powell fully healthy. all this team fully healthy. Imagine Paul George. Paul George for Imagine just this team, what they can do. Fridge, you want to talk about what problems they kind of have, I guess. Okay. This might get a little, little confusing because we were just
0: praising their depth, Mm -hmm. but it's one thing to have players come off the bench, averaging over 10 points a game, but it's another thing to have true backups to positions. For example, Ivanka Zubach, honestly, kind of an underrated center, in my opinion, underrated, but he can't play all 48 minutes of the game and the Clippers really don't have that solid backup center to give you, you know, 10 to 15, 20 minutes a game. You know what I'm saying? They had, like I said, Isaiah Hartenstein as a backup center to Ivanka Zubac, but really that's not going to suffice if they want to, you know, obviously the end goal is the title and, I can't really think of too many teams that had one good center. Mm-hmm. So they don't really have true center depth, something that they could work on for sure. Switching up, so that was the five, the fifth position, that was the center. Let's, let's jump over to the, the point guard, the one position. They have Reggie Jackson and Terrence Mann. Two, they can ball, you know, they both averaging 10 points a game. Uh, Reggie Jackson has honestly been, I think in his better years, a borderline all-star. Mm-hmm. For, sure. for sure. Like Reggie yeah, Dexter, sure. he's he's been a good player for like years. Yeah. But I'm not going to say that like, – I'm not going to go as far as to say, and say, say that the Clippers have a true point guard. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that, they don't really have someone that could lead the floor, like calm everyone down. Let's think back to the Celtics. They didn't really have a true facilitator. And then they got someone like Malcolm Brogdon, who's perfect. The Clippers need someone like Malcolm Brogdon, if that makes sense. They need someone to lead the floor, to facilitate the offense. And they need it. They have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, both on the same team. Two of, we could honestly make the case top, when fully healthy, two of maybe top 10 offensive players
1: in the league yeah yeah, and probably the two best two-way players like defensive and no seriously yeah
0: so it would be helpful it'd be in their best interest to
1: find someone who could
0: lead that team lead because they have all the talent in the world you could make the case that the clippers are top five in the league in talent alone yeah
1: just top one
0: fully healthy so it would like I said, in their best interest to find that true point guard. True, if they want to put themselves over the
1: top, yeah,
0: win the chip, yeah. get them a true point guard.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I 100% agree, though. Those are definitely real problems that the Clippers have. So, mm-hmm. moving on to the offseason, what they have done so far, we looked at the salary issues. They don't really have any. As of now, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George making around $40 million next year, but all in all, the rosters are getting paid pretty fairly. And there's not a lot to complain about right now. So going to free agency, what they haven't they haven't done too much stuff except for ones. Uh, they re-signed a bunch of players, but they, they signed this one player. And mm. that one player Tell is John Wall. John, John Wall. Wall. Yes.
0: And, okay, before you internet trolls hit our comments, okay, chill. We get it. John Wall has been injured for the past – Five ever. He hasn't played good (laughs) basketball since 2017. Whatever. He is on a team now where he finally doesn't have to fully Mm -hmm. carry the burden, carry the load of the team. He has Kawhi Leonard and
1: Paul George. He really does not have to do anything offensively besides be that floor general oh yeah seriously like yeah you said it well john wall he only has to be the third option third or even fourth option for the seriously if norman powell played the way he did last year. yeah for sure like just looking at their roster top to bottom he doesn't even have to be the fifth option he can he can literally just be the guy who pushes the ball in transition moves the ball keeps the offense flowing sets up the offense he can just be that guy and uh if he's anything like he was defensively like he was in washington then that just adds, like, so much to the the Clippers' offense. He's verbally admitted to being in the best shape of his life since his Washington days, which is, like, really good to hear for the yeah. Clippers And that he is looking to be a stronger, more healthy player. And then, and we know the Clippers and Kawhi are lo- known for, like, load managing their players or sitting them and resting them. So John Wall's going to get his fair share of rest and get his save for the playoffs, which will be good for his health and good for his legs and what- whatnot. So, for sure. Yeah, amazing sign! amazing sign for the Clippers. They get their, like similar to Malcolm Brogdon, they get a, almost a perfect signing and a facilitator, a, a guard who can push the push the pace. Great signing for the Clippers in my opinion. My,
0: my only question is, I, I'm not aware of the numbers off the top of my head. Um, do you know what his salary is looking like? So, yeah. Because you said so, not very yeah. many salary issues, cap yeah, issues, so, I would say, with the yeah, team. Yeah,
1: and that, that's, that continues with John Wall. Uh so we we often thought of John Wall Was like a salary burden to the Rockets where he made like forty plus million just to sit on the bench. The Rockets bought him out, so they paid his entire contract in full and just to get him out of there so he could sign somewhere else. He signed to the Clippers for a two year, I wanna say either twelve or sixteen million dollar a year. So basically eight or six six or eight million dollars. Yeah. So that he's getting paid less than if it, if it's a soup. John Wall. okay so that's good to know yeah yeah that's that's a w if you're a clippers fan yeah so you keep him for two you have two years to guarantee for him where he's he's gonna play for you two years and you're not paying him a lot so you can you can still resign your players you can still keep your core roster together while also keeping john wall which is huge for them that's a w yeah so going to trades the Clippers, we, the, the trades we came up with were more just to look for a backup center to back up Evita Zubas or even start over him, as we'll see in the second trade. But the first, tra- the first trade is to acquire Daron Sharp. And many of you may not know who Dayron Sharp is. He De'Ron was Sharp. Runner. He was a young player for the Nets. I'm not sure if he was a rookie last year where he just played in the G League or if he is a rookie this year where he played in the G League eight night and got drafted this year. I'm not 100% sure, but from his summer league highlights – He's looked to be like an o- offensive and defensive machine. He looks super aggressive on offense. He doesn't really have that outside shot yet, but his defense is looking good and he could be a suitable backup for do to watch to keep the energy up and to keep the offensive mm-hmm. and defensive rebounding keep up. Keep constant too. pressure on you for sure. So, that's one player to acquire from Nets for Amir Coffey, Jason Preston, two second round picks. So, not too much, but uh, you're getting an uh, a backup center, a true backup center for um they on sharp and secondly the second trade i i found super interesting the clippers could acquire miles turner and wow if you guys don't know about miles turner he i think he led the block the league in blocks two years ago so the year right before this past year so, yeah just because he's in indiana doesn't mean he doesn't know how doesn't to play basketball he- for real, yeah. So he he's he can he can like we just said he can block the he can protect the rim, he can block shots, and he's a super versatile offensive player. He can stretch the floor, he can hit three at the, a super high level, and he can dunk the ball as we see in various posters and as highlight reel. He can dunk. He's an yeah. athletic finisher. So and and I noticed in this yeah. statistical category that the um,
0: Clippers are 19th in the league in rebounding. Yeah. Some some might say that rebounding isn't totally important. Yeah, still is pretty important, and I'm sure they would like to see them get higher than 19th mm-hmm. in the league in rebounding. And Miles yeah. Turner definitely can fix that
1: for yeah. sure. Yeah, and you see the Clippers run their five-out lineup where they spread the floor, five people on the perimeter, like Kawhi, PG attack, and kick out. You could imagine, imagine that same lineup, but with Miles Turner instead of a smaller player like Nick Batum or Robert Covington. Imagine that lineup with uh, Miles Turner, an elite rim protector. That team is like that offensively and defensively. That team is elite. So with yeah, Myles yeah. Man. So give me, give me your ideal, ideal five. So ideally, it'd be John Wall at the one. Paul George at the 2, Kawhi Leonard at the 3, Robert Covington at the 4, and Miles Turner at the 5. That's, yeah. and then you got yeah. Zubac and Rocco
0: and Nick Batum coming off the bench.
1: And Terrence Mann, Luke Kennard. And then, yeah, you
0: got scoring like Terrence Mann coming off the bench too. Yeah, That's sure. pretty scary. That's, yeah. just that, yeah. Honestly, just as an, a basketball fan and an NBA fan, I just pray that they don't
1: get injured. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I
0: honestly want to see how they, how they play.
1: For sure. Same. Yeah. And I'm just you you guys know I'm a P I'm a huge PG fan, so I'm just rooting for PG to get his
0: a little too and, big of a PG fan, if you ask me. Oh
1: my goodness. Just okay. Mid. Yeah, uh, okay. okay. <laughs> All right. But yeah, Miles Turner. So the trades we came up with him, maybe trade this would require probably trading Norman Powell, which is less than ideal. But if you can get Miles Turner, I would and I would trade an injury brittle player like Norman Powell for him for sure. So one trade is trading Norman Powell, Amir Coffey, and we include Amir Coffee in two trades. He's actually not a bad player. He was a rotational player this year for the Clippers. We just forgot mm-hmm. we didn't we didn't mention him at all because like obviously he is he was he's more of a third stringer player, but sure he's it. a young player, but he has a lot of potential. So Amir Coffey is not a bad player at all. And this would include Rodney Hood and two first round picks. And another trade would be maybe throwing Luke Kennard instead of Amir Coffee or Rodney Hood and a pick. But Mm. Miles Turner would be super interesting, I feel like, for the Clippers. That would be. Yeah. So that's that kind of just about does it for the Clippers, you know? That's about it. Yeah. About it for La La Land. Well, for for now. For now. Yes. This clip, this This clip, La La. This Los Angeles team, this La. This La. Yeah. So, Fred, do you want to say anything to the fans?
0: Yeah. Um,. Let me let me share the Instagram if that's okay with you. Is that okay with you? Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, no, no, no objections. Cool. <laughs> at look at my eyes. The pick in roll podcast,
1: all spaces. Underscore underscore. I don't know if we got that on time because it's a Zoom, but oh well. That's that's a wrap.